0: You're listening to DraftKings Network. If anyone ever wrongs me, I'm going to ask one of you guys to fucking draw me up with the
1: Be Like one of your Marc-Andre Fleury's. I, just, oh, I need to know, did he get that commission? Did he Photoshop it himself? Because like that's really like going to my own.
2: Hello. Welcome to the Too Many Men Podcast. <laughs> this is episode 21. We are officially legal to drink and there may not be a better time for that to have happened. Um, my name is Allison Lucan. I am here with the brilliant, creative, and innovative Shana Goldman. Shana, say hi. Hey. And the amazing, the persevering, the committed, and the daring Sarah
0: Sivian. Sarah, how are you today?
1: That's how I am today. Um, Most dramatic entry in Too Many Men history. I'm feeling dramatic right now. It's vacation mode, so canes are done. Um, Letting my tweets fly, letting this podcast have a good time. How are we?
2: Well, we've been busy, my friends. There, There are some weeks when we talk about... What will we talk about on the show? We put together an agenda. We have to make sure we have enough content. And then there are some weeks where the show really writes itself. Without further ado, let's get to the shit list. Shana, in chronological order, (laughs) take us through the first entry on the shit list, please.
0: Um, First up, we have Jack Edwards. He is a commentator for the Boston Bruins. And in round one, he had some Interesting comments about the Svechnikov injury, basically saying that Svechnikov is partially to blame and that he brought the injury upon himself for the way he was playing and how he was playing in Chara. And uh, you know, when a player is hurt, that's uh let me tell you, that's not what you do. That is not that is not how you uh, want to represent yourself, represent the team, be a human being. The bar's on the floor. So good going, Jack Edwards. Welcome to the shit list. I'm surprised you weren't here already. Not to mention
2: he got the facts of his tweet wrong in the first place. He had the wrong player in the wrong play leading to the injury. Sarah, this is the team you cover, the Carolina Hurricanes. You're all so familiar with the Boston Bruins. Tell us your reaction to that tweet and, and the takes on that injury, to who is certainly a significant player on the Carolina Hurricanes.
1: Okay. I had a few, When I first read that, I was like, at first, like blush when I saw the first few words, I thought it was gonna be like a defensive of chara of like, okay, he was like, it sucks that Svech was hurt, but like obviously Chara did nothing wrong, and I'm like, okay, like I can see that, and like, like I, that's what I agree with, but then he goes on to attack Svechnikov. Yeah, it was aho behind the net first of all, doing a routine play that people do thirty times a game. Um, second of all, it's you're battling for a position. In front of the net, and I'm like, I cannot believe the audacity of Jack Edwards. And like, I, I know I, I grew up listening to him. I've met him a few times, just like when I covered the Bruins and stuff. But like, and I know he's a homer, but like, it's cute sometimes. And it's like, what everybody's our homer. But even all Boston fans were like, "What the hell are you talking about?" Like, if we got a Vander Kane <laughs> speaking out, like, it, my and, uh, another thought was. Randy Brickley, who's his, um, partner. And I'm like, this guy just, I, if you know him, he just likes to keep to himself. He's a, couldn't be a better guy. And I'm just, he, Jack Edward is always getting him into like this uh, causing problems around this. And it's like, women are a distraction. Like, I'm pretty sure. And it's also funny that these facts being wrong always coincide with these just like statements from like, it's like Don Cherry continually like other than being the xenophobe that he is, he also pronounces things wrong and gets facts wrong. And Jack, not calling him any type of like actually bad word, but I think that like the facts wrong with the like the horrible opinion. And then Millbury, like I guess we'll get into that. But that's my Jack Edwards thought. One. Can I? One thing can I?
0: I'll call him a bad word. I have no. Of problem. course, you will. Let's you're go. a fucking asshole for making a comment like that because you don't wish injury on anybody or say anybody deserves it, especially a kid. I'm sorry that you're salty, but like, especially when you got the facts wrong. One, you're wrong, and that's stupid to do. You're like in a position of, of I don't want to say a position of power, but like you're supposed to be informing fans, and you're fucking wrong. So good going there, asshole. And two, you wished injury upon someone. You're a fucking asshole. I don't. I, I have no relation to anything, and I I have written off any chances of me doing anything like professional and real because this is how I speak, but I do not give a shit. That was an asshole fucking comment, and you deserve the backlash. And I was pleasantly surprised to see how many people um, pushed back.
2: Well, Sarah brought it up, and that brings us to our next shit list item. Shayna, would you like to outline... <laughs> what we're, what we're going to talk about next, since this is your list that you uh,
0: always take care of for us, we're going to talk about Mike Milbury, who has been canceled, and everyone can be <laughs> so upset because everybody loves Mike Milbury as a player, general manager, and commentator. Mike Milbury has a tendency to say stupid shit while he's doing commentary, and it was bad enough between periods that he it was decided that he should start doing color commentary on games. and Let me tell you. It sucked. And so after stupid comments about Tuka Rask, who, by the way, if you talk shit about Tuka Rask, you can go fuck yourself because there was a reason why he left and you fucking suck. Um, he said Alex Ovechkin was disinterested, I think, if I remember correctly, in game four of the Islander series after he had a two goal game already. So good going there. Um, and then along Imagine with his. If he said
1: that. Imagine if we said that. Yeah. Sorry, Imagine carry on, just you like can that.
0: And then, uh, along with his other stupid shit that he continued to spew, he said that women were a distraction in the bubble because they were talking about the bubble environment and how this works. And uh, yeah, so he was basically saying that they don't have women to disrupt them while they're in the bubble because women and children and everything like that are horrible disruptions. And this time it caught notice because somebody we know clipped it, so it was not just you seeing blurbs of it on Twitter or anything like that. And people who don't normally watch NBC got to actually hear him saying it to the point where the NHL made a statement and then NBC did not do what they should have. They instead, Mike Milbury chose to step away whether or not NBC told him to do that. Yeah. He chose. Must be nice. Yeah. Must be nice to have that option or get to save face. So now he's no longer there and uh, yep. Why, why don't you take a Allison? You know this situation pretty damn well.
2: So here's the story, and similar to Sarah's comments earlier. So when the season ends for whatever we're covering, like it's always nice to take a little break. That night, I was like, I'm just going to read. I had I had the game on, but on mute, and I had this beautiful. I had a nice book. I was really enjoying it. It was awesome. And my husband came to bed, and of course, he turned up the volume, which was totally fine. At the end of the game, it's the end of the series. Like, there are 15 different things that are important happening right now. And because it was the end of the game, I was mildly, like, letting the volume into my ear. And when Mike Milbury said it, I literally was like, what did he just say? And then I replayed it. Now, and Shana, you'll appreciate this. For all the work we do capturing actual footage... I literally just held up my phone to the TV and my claim to fame. I don't know if you saw this when the tweet got featured in awful announcing ahead of the tweet, they said, sorry for the poor audio quality. Like this is my legacy. Like someone who Wait, usually, and didn't pre-
0: I teach you how to
2: do that? Like a day before, it was that was phone, day after. but it was on I know, my phone. So funny. I never like, yes, you did. And yes, I can do it. But the point is this was a shitty ass video. Um, I figured it would get some play. I figured people would be upset because as you said, Mike, and as many have said, Mike Milbury has not offered insightful hockey commentary and Katie Strang- The
1: thing? So if you're you're questioning this, or if you're saying, but what about, or like giving him the benefit of the doubt in the situation, it's like, I would ask you, implore you to look inside yourself and ask yourself why, because this guy sucks and he is so yeah. like he has, as i said like i think that was my fuck mary kill for him like no offense but this guy sucks like it yeah. it always it's not fair that there are so like it's not fair to hockey fans that there are so many people that are more qualified for this position that don't get it because why and that's why listen i can i can see i bet he made a mistake when he said that and he didn't mean and he meant like yeah like chasing tail is a distraction but like putting the onus on women's wrong okay we know that we all know it's wrong and then the people that think we're outraged about it it's I that just grinds my gears and people are like why yep. are you so outraged I'm just like all I said was somebody that has that great of a job like should just not be saying stupid shit like even in if, even if it's a mistake he should not be making that mistake on yep. air at this stage in his career at the height of all heights and putting the onus on other commentators to have to cl- like clean up for his mistakes. Because I know, like, I'm, I know some of those commentators that are, that were on that broadcast with them pretty well. And I know they don't think like that and would never, they're always, they're always cleaning up after his mistakes. And it's just why I know that I wouldn't be given the benefit of the doubt like that. Let's no. be honest. If I was on that, it's like one shot and you're done. Right. And that's why there are so many brilliant women in Hockey journalism because we have to be the best, or you can't just glide by on like I don't know throwing a shoe at some guy in 1965, like or whatever, like like being the worst jam of all time. Well,
2: and this is what is is he even gliding in on? Like I literally have been. It's been an interesting few days, um, but literally, like one of the (laughs) things is that people don't understand is that like as journalists, whether you're on TV or in print or whatever your part of your job is not to say the stupid shit. Part of your job is to find the right words and to be prepared and to be informed and to say stuff the right way to communicate to your audience. And again, it's not like he flubbed up and reversed the score or said the wrong player, which happens in the dynamics of a hockey game for sure. Like that's part of this too. It's take even the content of his comment out of it. Like don't say stupid shit. If we wrote stupid shit, we would rightly be reprimanded for writing stupid shit. You can't, can you, can't. You, can't.
0: <laughs> you, can't. you can't, you don't get that million, million chance. And like you mentioned, like in a in the context of a game, everything's going so quickly, be screwed up what's going on or it's a quick thought. This wasn't that, this wasn't talking about the play going on. This was having a conversation about it. You heard Brian Boucher was the one talking about the bubble environment that you had time to think of a response if you so chose to give a response, which you didn't need to even do. And to see, I mean, it's disappointing on two fronts because there's so many people who are so upset about it because it's like, oh, women are ruining sports. And it's like, well, yes, we are. Thank you, go fuck yourselves because it's not your sports, but I digress. It's also like, you're looking at it and saying that, it's like, like you guys both mentioned, what does he bring to a broadcast? Because I know when he covers really any game and I was disappointed when he was put on color commentary in the first place because he's not the person I want to have to listen to when it's a national broadcast but it's like what does he bring to it besides takes that are very outdated very wrong and honestly some of the takes that he has about hockey are more infuriating than this and for the women That's who are the out thing. there yeah and the women who are like i am a distraction i'm proud of it like it's oh. that that great it's really nice i hope he texts you back sis i yeah, hope he texts you back but he won't. Men, and it disrupts their day because they're thinking about you like sure But that's not, that's not even it. It's not even I'm outraged and offended at his comment. It's the straw that broke the camel's back of Mm -hmm. bad commentary when we deserve better. When this is the only, you know, you have to look at it too. This is the only way to watch hockey in the playoffs after round one is the national broadcast. You want it to be the top of the line people. And obviously given the situation, it can't always be there. Is you know, extenuating circumstances that some aren't there. Like Doc Emmerich is doing it from his home. It's obviously- I, I'm glad that he's doing it, yeah. Um, it, it's weird that it's going to be like this, but this is this is the person that you choose for every single Eastern Conference game, then, when it could be literally anybody else. Literally, they are showing you can do it without going there. This is what you chose to have it be. It just blows my mind.
2: Well, and I want to go over some facts here. Um, if, for people who have not read the Katie Strang article, we will link to it in the show notes, um, please read it because she says everything um, just as eloquently as anyone ever could. Um, that's why she's top of the game. Um, but I want to recap a couple things um, to the many millions of mentions and just so thoughtful people that have been happy to interact with me. Um, number one, there are already women in the bubble. There are women in the bubble in a million different professional capacities who are presently in the bubble right now. Number two, The people who are in the bubble who are men are athletes and have not gotten to be NHL athletes by not learning how to manage their own self-preparation for a game. So if we're going to slight these men, quite frankly, and say they can't keep their shit together with a woman around, if I was one of those players, I would be offended. Second of all, basic statistics tell us that not all men in that bubble, not all players in this league are straight men. So not all men in that bubble are attracted to women in the first place. The other thing that really grinds my gears is people who say, well, he was just talking about families. How is that not offensive? To say that if they were around their families, it's a distraction. I don't even, I can't even begin to understand that. And if you're saying it's people who are, it's women who are not the family, it's chasing tail. Like, you know what, you know what, I hope everyone in the bubble has as much sex as they want and it's consenting adults, God bless. It is completely offensive to put the blame on women to say that they are the distraction. If a man can't prepare properly for his professional job because of a woman, because of a balloon, or because of a pineapple, that is on the man. It is not on the woman, the balloon, or the pineapple.
0: And, and
1: what is he even trying to say? Because like the, every year there's been a cup winner. So what?
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's, amazing. Exactly. it's amazing. Men can't control themselves, but hey. I mean, it's like, are you speaking for yourself that you can't focus with women around? Then you need to look in the mirror. And for everybody who's bitching and moaning about this going, oh my God, Milbury got fired. Don't tell me you even like this commentary because I will bet you anything you don't. You didn't, you probably didn't like him as a player, a GM, a commentator. Like this isn't hard. Tell me
2: one thing you learned from Mike Milbury. Like,
1: exactly. <laughs> exactly. I need to tell anybody hard. else.
0: <laughs> you, they they replaced him with Keith Jones last night. Keith Jones yeah. does college commentary for the Flyers all the time he brings insightful commentary. Sometimes he is drawing from his experience, sometimes just from the knowledge of the team where his overall, just when he watches a game, it doesn't have to be anything he's affiliated with. He does it. AJ Malesko was talking about- Brilliant. Yeah, Yeah, she's fantastic. And I remember this uh, maybe from last year, the playoffs, she was talking about a certain stick that a player used. And if I remember correctly, she compared it to something her son used and Mm. explained the rationale. And I listened to it and I went, that's a really good point. And that brought a personal experience, instead of saying, this is the stick I use, because guess what? Might not have been her preference to use that stick. Not that she doesn't need a hockey stick, because guess what? She's a gold medalist and probably a lot better <laughs> hockey than you are. She brought in that if any man said, well, my son's playing hockey now, and that's the stick he chose, you'd be like, oh, I want to know about this. But even this series, uh, the last series, I think it was St. Louis, Vancouver, she was talking about their forecheck. And it was something so interesting, like the points that you brought up that like, I found myself like looking, you know, sometimes I look down or I'm watching a different feed too for work and things like that. So like I'm balancing it, but when she said it, like I was like, stop, listen, watch the clip that she's explaining and everything that she said about it. And I looked out for it the rest of the game because it was a point that I didn't think of. And I'm like, oh, wow. Would you look at that insightful commentary? It's impossible to have. And I will say
2: this to all the people coming at me, folks, I've never met Mike Milbury. I have been in the same building as him. But I've never spoken to the man. I didn't make him say anything. Those are his words. He said them. They were literally on the national broadcast. I put a tweet out. they're his words. And my litmus test for this kind of stuff is if you have a young girl sitting next to you, how do you explain that comment? How do you explain that comment? And if the answer is it's a joke, the question is, why is that funny?
0: And why is that joke being made on a national broadcast? Like, cannot stress it enough that everybody outside of the city the games you're playing is watching that broadcast. It's not, it's unnecessary when women have a hard enough time getting their foot in the door in sports, and especially in hockey. We've seen it. We've all experienced it. It is so hard when you're a woman. You have to be extremely conscientious of every single thing that you do. To have a comment like that, it does push back against everything that we've all done to be here and get to this point to go, well, you're just a disruption to it. Just like, you know, the, what was it, Don Cherry, with women being in the locker rooms when it was reporters, because men can't control themselves. That's on them. You have, right. a problem. you need to fix that, but it's not on someone else for just sitting there.
2: That's right. And, and I think too, like my experience is so minimal compared to what other minimalized groups face every day. And we've tried to talk about that here. We can always talk about it more, but we talk about our friends of color. We talk about our friends in the LGBTQIA community. Like if we get shit on like this, like imagine these other people and their experience trying to fight for just common decency and saying, when this upsets me, I'd like you to hear why. And not even getting that much Respect. Now, I was shocked by how many. I mean, it was kind of amazing to watch people <laughs> retweet it and share it. It was kind of cool. Um, not for me, but it was cool to see people supporting that saying something like that wasn't okay.
0: How about um, Chris Mason. I know.
1: Yeah. Love, and he's really just going off about everything.
2: I, yeah. Yeah.
1: Gotta love that because you know what? Like, it's very hard in you. I get where a lot of our men out who claim to be allies are coming from when they don't really speak up for us because it's such a homogeneous sport and like experience and that's what they've been taught a certain definition of professionalism and that means not rocking the boat or whatever but that like and then behind the scenes they'll say something like to us but it we don't need to hear that we need people standing up for us so shout out chris mason for all that he's done like I just appreciate that and I do appreciate like behind the scenes people saying things but like it's it's time to use your power to It's and it's not even like Mike Milbury gave me a boo-boo Mike Milbury gave us a boo boo. Like we are not we have seen so many death threats and so many disgusting things said about us from simply existing or the horror or the Audacity to tell like a joke at the expense of a team that somebody liked like Yep this is the least offensive thing, but it's just the overarching platinum, platinum, about to get our secondary, but overarching uh, <laughs> platform and like the fact that he gets to be in a position that he does after so many infractions of, and that's just, we're, as Katie Strang said, we're sick of this shit. That's what it is. It was yep. the breaking point.
0: And I want to know from players too, like genuinely wish we could have an anonymous player poll what they feel about this too, would they prefer to be in a bubble where we hear about people being restless and probably super horny sitting there when the ones that can't have sex? I would imagine if you're a player that's in a scoring slump and you are super frustrated, you probably want something that'll help take your mind off things, whether or not it's in a sexual context, but like just to have someone that's not a player to speak to, I imagine would help you or having something, a vice, something like that that you can have instead of sitting in a hotel room where you get to think about what you just fucked up on in that game, to wake up in the morning that's the only thing that you have going for you. Like sure you have FaceTime to talk to people, but like They're I don't have to order alcohol.
2: Yeah. There's alcohol providers at each of the hotels that can be delivered to the ho- which again, God bless, if you can't be responsible to take care of your own business, yep. that's on you. That's not on the shit around you.
0: Yep. But the women are the distractions. The women. The thought well, of a woman, because, he, and because we all know the context. Like, right. I imagine it's, yeah.
2: Well, and I would just like to touch on something Sarah said. It's not new, but I will tell you, the lengths that people will go to to attack someone for something that's not their fault, um, the emails I've gotten, the DMs I've gotten, the burner accounts created about this over me, apparently, because this is my fault, um, First of all, you're all muted and you're screaming into the void, and I can't hear you, so God bless, <laughs> keep screaming. Um, but, like, seriously, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, lot,
1: That's what I'm learning. There's a lot, a lot wrong with a lot of men.
2: <laughs> well, wait, there's, there's women not too. All people there. not there's all people.
1: Who, well, they're not. I mean, in fairness, they are Someone said I'm not. I don't think I'm a distraction because I'm ugly. And I'm like, okay, I'm not ugly, so. <sighs> Pick a new slant. <laughs> But like, I mean. You get so mad when you call yourself not ugly.
2: But anyway. The, the racist, the the horrible things that people will say behind a keyboard. Like seriously, you guys check yourself. Like, I don't know what the hell. Help. Like help. Ser- like, and I'm not even kidding. Like, if you're that upset about this or that upset at people who have a different opinion than you that you are going to be ugly and hateful, like, there's something in you that I really, really, really hope you challenge and address because it's just not healthy and no one should ever have to fear for their safety. Honestly, for anything they say there, there's a reason there's laws. There's a reason that things can be acted upon in specific ways. Like, just don't be like, you can disagree. You can be angry. You can dislike, but don't be just awful people. Just don't do it. It's just not cool.
1: I agree. Good thing that zero people that needed to hear that listened to our podcast.
2: That was my favorite. Everyone That's responding saying, saying, Oh, you got you're on a sexist podcast. I'm like, I will pay you 1000 dollars if you listen to Same. one episode of this podcast. We're a one are sexist episode.
0: podcast and I am team. proud. I'm an anti-straight, anti-man podcaster. There you go. Come at me, Jeremy Ronick.
1: <laughs> the straight.
0: Great, great, great track record, NBC. Let's go. <laughs>
2: um, anything else we need to say about the Mike Milbury situation?
0: We can build off the Mike Milbury situation with the, uh, like a point Sarah brought up about men jumping in to say something. It was a lot of women in hockey saying things about this, not as many men. So we commend the men that did. But then when something else happened, every single man and every single insider,
1: why are we all pooping our pants about Alan Walsh? (laughs) Like I was just like, Honestly, yeah, I was like, what the hell are you doing, buddy? But, like, it's funny. And everyone's like, how could he do this to mark Andre Fleury? And there's a Zoom availability about it. Like, I don't even get a Zoom availability before an elimination game. <laughs> they don't even know the
0: lineups until the game's happen. Well, that's because
2: Rod Brindamore hides from the media. I don't know if you heard. He hides from accountability.
0: Wow, <laughs> oh, there you go.
2: <laughs> so, for those of you who don't know, on Saturday – um. Marc-Andre Fleury's agent, Alan Walsh, who, and this is the honest to God truth, is known for his loyalty to his players, is known for his lack of, um, he's always willing to speak up. He speaks up on behalf of player issues. He speaks up on behalf of specific players when he feels they are being wronged. If it's his, it's his opinion, but he's never been quiet about that. So on Saturday, time is a flat circle. Sometime in the evening, he tweeted out a picture of Marc-Andre Fleury in his gear on the ice with a very large sword going through his back. And it had his current head coach's last name on it with blood dripping off. And the reaction, Shayna's laughing. Are you muted? Speak. Discuss.
0: Oh, uh, sorry. just, just to, When I saw it, I was like, God, this is fucking dramatic. And i hear be here. described. I'm just... What a situation to have! A sword going through a play Like I don't know. I'm trying to make a statement. I know. It's Why a- do you go there?
2: I don't understand. If
0: anyone ever wrongs me, I'm gonna ask one of
1: you guys to fucking draw me up with a sword. like one of your Marc Andre Fleury's. I, I need <laughs> to know. To did he get that commissioned? Did he Photoshop it himself? Because like that's really gone the extra mile. Um, I actually like him. I don't. I like this I think agent. You I like, I like him. him too. I think. Like, he just likes Marc-Andre Mark Fleury. And
2: I'm like... Well, and, and who wouldn't? By all accounts, Mark andre right. Fleury is yeah. a delightful human. He has had an impressive career. He deserves respect.
1: Yeah. and
2: It's an interesting choice of imagery, for sure.
1: And I'm like, he better win. He, like, if he ever plays in this series, he better have a Fuck. shutout. Or it's going to be, like... That, that's going to be photoshopped, like, the <laughs> ninth No, we'll see. It's just the fact that everyone's like, why would he do this when like nobody's talking about Mike Milbury? Well,
0: I get, okay. I, to mark Andre Fleury's credit and like, we obviously don't know whose idea this was and things like that. I imagine that he's not going to make a statement about his client without at least running it by his client or afterwards talking to him. And he did talk to him and he took it down and things like that. And I do respect that he wants to put his client's best interest in. And this is not the first time his client has lost his starting gig. You look back at Pittsburgh, yes. there was a coaching change, and then when it came to the playoffs, Matt Murray took over, and that was it. And then the following year, Flurry only got to start in the playoffs because uh, Murray was injured. So I get it. He comes to Vegas. He's their starter. There's no question. He's the face of the franchise, really, when they first started up. And at the deadline, they did acquire Robin Leonard, and it looked like it was, we need to make sure our backup situation is stronger than what it previously was. And obviously, we, we could look at look – at, Vegas in their first year using five goalies because Florida was hurt. Like they, they have a team that's ready right now. You don't want this to be what takes you down. And then they go to the bubble that you prepare for. And you're thinking that you're the starting goalie. And then you're in the bubble in this hard enough situation that has to be mentally draining, especially when you have family and everything else at home. And then you're not the starter, not at all, you know, it can't be easy on him. It has to be even harder that this is a situation where he has to be taking this news, dealing with it, taking in stride, and still wanting to support his team. But that—that um, that is a statement. And I feel like m- my concern would be like, what an awkward position it puts his client in with his team, even if this is a statement towards management or coaching, because here it is, a coaching change happens, and he loses a starting role, and it's in the playoffs, and he wants to win, and he's later in his career. So... For that i feel like it's not, that you want to talk about a disruption and a distraction there it is for you so i feel for him to that extent but you also have to respect that his agent is very willing to support him and trying to make it very clear like this sucks for his client so it's like you're weighing both sides Renaissance.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was hilarious i love, I love great. it let's go like well, the best was, did you see, did you
2: see if you zoomed in, the Photoshop cursor was still in the picture? <laughs> I didn't. Oh my God, that's amazing. It's the best part. If you, if you zoom in like right on his chest, like right here, the little like Photoshop cursor is still like right there. They didn't even move it out of the and frame.
1: There was no comment. There was no caption. Just That made it even better. That made it way 20, better.
0: 17, and look, a picture's worth a thousand words. There. And that That's one so was worth sweet. probably a million because that was but, unbelievable. No soap operas, just hockey.
1: I'll I be honest. I'm um, probably need to get off Twitter when I'm, like, enjoying myself on my, like, now that it's um, the off season. But I was, like, I don't want to piss off any of our insider friends. But at the same time, like, why are we all going after him when I know this is what pisses me off about standard journalism as it is. It's, like, okay, well, Alan might not – Give you info, so you're gonna like shit on him and like talk about him. Whereas, like, no one's doing that about the Mitch Marner situation. You know what I mean? Like, well, that was I, Mitch's dad. That was yeah, all just, Paul yeah. Marner.
0: Yeah. Um, great, great agenting to
1: let your client's dad take it. But yeah, and I'll be honest, I don't really know where I was going with that, but I was—I feel like I was somewhere onto something. Well, no, I I, like, I, I, I can. Uh,
0: you like rest. you mentioned, like everyone's going off on this agent, and this agent in particular, like he is very combative when you come at his clients, and I yeah. I get that. Even if maybe Always he's has on the right, yeah. But maybe you he's want, the right. Would
1: you want that? Like exactly,
0: in this
1: case, exactly. Would you want that? Maybe? And let's be yeah. honest. Were we not talking about this goalie controversy the second Leonard yeah. was traded there? Like, yeah. Totally yeah. Everybody yeah. was. They just didn't want. To, nobody wants to put the knife through him. Yeah. <laughs> will do it. And that's why yeah. you pay him the big bucks.
0: <laughs> if you're media, I get that you're looking at it like, well, this agent has never done me any favors or he goes after it. Maybe he crosses yeah. a line in how he converses with the media about yeah. his clients. Like, I'm sure you can make that argument that if you wrote something even slightly critical about his client, that he might be going at you and you might be furious because you're like, I just worked my ass off. And like, obviously you're a completely biased party in that. Like I understand that yeah. perspective, but if you're getting more mad about that, Over the fact that, I don't know, Mike Milbury just said something stupid or anything else. That's what you're choosing to get offended at. I'll give you something to get offended at. And something that we talked about when we were talking about what to talk about on this show, it's the fact that they're putting Mike Babcock's name in the coaching carousel when you're talking about coaches for um, Washington. Because we know the NHL just continuously goes through the same people and like, you look at the Bill Peters situation, he has a job in the KHL already. Mm-hmm. And now Mike Babcock, who literally it was just it just came out this year of the shit that he did to his young players, and and it's okay. It's okay because in your mind he had a good enough record or he won with Detroit or anything that it's you in want to 2013,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. The last well, it's time he won a playoff round.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you can tell yourself <laughs> anything that fucking you to, you, to be like, Oh, it's okay. Mike Babcock can coach again. Let's Just put his name in the mix, and if we speak, it like, and I don't think that they understand the the influence that they have because if they're constantly speaking it into existence, <gasps> it's going to become more of a storyline. Yeah, it's going to keep bringing his name to the forefront when it shouldn't be. And I'm not saying it wouldn't come up otherwise, but like, if you're these influential people in hockey and you're talking about it, and you're okay, you're okay with it, and you are getting a fan reaction too, like that's a whole thing. If you're getting a fan reaction that isn't looking at and going, "Why the fuck is his name is even in contention this soon?" Like teams might look at it and go, you know, we're not getting that much pushback that if we did it, it's not that bad. It's like testing the waters for them, but let's not be outraged about that. I, I,
2: I have a real problem. I mean, look, I get that the, the hiring cycle is one giant circle for GMs, for owners, for coaches. I get it. But like, this is not just a coach who lost his job. This is a coach who lost his job for proven examples of emotional abuse within the pa- recent history. And as far as I know, and I would be happy to be proven wrong, we are not aware of any steps he's taken to rehabilitate that behavior since it went down. And you're going to go ahead and trot his name out here for another head coaching job? I just don't, I, I just, I, I cannot. I just cannot.
1: Can we just please stop manifesting Mike Babcock? Like Yes. We're manifesting his name back into the universe. This is bad vibes. I will light some candles tonight and say not Mike Babcock not Mike Babcock 200 times in a row yeah,
0: not so. until he shows that he deserves the the uh, honestly the privilege of being an NHL head coach because like I think that's what we joke about the value of a coach and we joke about that it's a carousel but the, the honest to god truth is there are 31 NHL teams and soon to be 32 and that is it for the NHL level for head coaches and that is the highest position you can have in coaching at the NHL level. It is a privilege to have that position. And if you did something that you, maybe you earned it at one point, you don't get to keep it. It's not like a tenure where all of a sudden you earned it. Once you get to keep it, you fuck up. It should lessen your chances of another job until you show that you deserve it. And he hasn't done that. So mm-hmm. let's not pretend mm-hmm. that nothing happened and be like, Hey, Mike Babcock, let's right. have him as the head coach of the Washington capital. Yeah. yeah.
1: And Allison brings up such a great point that it's not, it's literally manifesting. Like, it doesn't matter that they're not saying, I think Babcock would be a good fit. It's that these people with a lot of reach and I don't think they know, I don't know if they totally, I don't know what their, what's going on in their brain and like maybe, and of course, I'm sure they've heard from teams that are like, okay, like like they, these are people that are very trusted and very reliable, but, um, I would like a actual story before we start tossing his name out into the Twitter universe, you know, Mm -hmm. explaining, okay, did you ask why the fuck Mike Babcock, (laughs) can we ask why?
2: And to that, to that point, someone had a tweet irrelevant of all this stuff we've been discussing, but just of the role of the media is to question and not be, you shouldn't be best friends with everyone you're writing about. And I think in this situation, media, and quite frankly, also fans, if we are really serious about change, hearing Mike Babcock's name right now isn't something that's okay and needs to be asked about. Like I said, if, if if Mike Babcock comes out and lays out a plan to me or steps of action that he's taken to better himself or learn, I have all the time in the world for that. I think that's yeah. awesome. And then I think we are having a different conversation, but we don't know right. any of that. All we know is established coach, Mike Babcock, well, he doesn't have a job, so let's hire him. And yeah. I think, Again, not just as media, but as fans, if we are part of the problem, if we don't raise our hands and say, wait a minute, stop, what's going on here? This, this, this doesn't, I don't feel cool about this right off the bat.
0: Yeah. And I don't think, I know like so many people like with platforms and in those positions might not say, well, it doesn't matter my thoughts. They're just my opinion, or it's just something that pops into my brain. You have to know, especially if you are one of hockey's insiders that you are in a position of power and you have influence with your voice. Do not tell me you right. don't think of yourself that way. You don't have to think about yourself that way. It probably is best for your ego and better for everyone around you. But the fact is true. If you are the person that people look to, if you're a Bob McKenzie, a Darren Drager, an Elliot Friedman, anybody of that you know, level, You have a platform, you have a voice and people know it and respect it and go to it. You cannot tell me that you don't recognize that because then you're not self-aware. You have to be self-aware and yes, you need balance with it, but like you have to know. And it it sounds like, you know, we're screaming into avoid saying it sometimes and I'm not calling out anyone specifically for doing anything, but if you said Mike Babcock's name or you didn't say something about the Bill Peters situation or anything like that, you just did a disservice to every single person that can hear your platform.
1: And it's the way I, I get it, and I believe when, like, the excuse is that that's the way it was, and that's the way, like, journalism looked like, but now social media has completely changed everything, and, like, you kind of have, you don't have an obligation to share your opinion or, on everything, especially not to a level that I fucking do. I wish I could tone it down sometimes. <laughs> we're gonna work on that, but, like, you, it's, like, a... It's so different now that like I remember um one of my favorite reporters for the hurricanes, he doesn't even have Twitter. Um I asked him like I, there was like some meltdown during the playoffs last year, like caps, um, canes, like I something. It was a Svetchnikov thing. Yeah. After that, um, OV versch, I'm like asking him what was it like before twitter like reporting and he was like oh my god it was amazing and, like <laughs> i get i would like to go back to that probably but like we just we can't it's right now it's twitter like and you have to be careful of i mean so do i but like you have to just know that like what you're saying or what you don't say it is one. yep it, you can't hide from like you can't shy away from things anymore, you know what I mean? And it's like, you can't just like toss out Mike Babcock's name without being like, here's why.
2: It's such a good point, Sarah. And I think to that, like even just to say Mike Babcock, comma, who lost his job with Toronto in part yeah. due to reports of emotional abuse, Yeah, that in and of itself respects the situation. Because again, like, You know, I talked about the little girl watching the broadcast earlier. What about those players who came forward and put their necks out and said the things that he had done to them? And now they're sitting there saying, oh, well, I see everyone's forgotten that now. What's the point of even talking out? What's the point of even bringing this up in the future? That's what we say when we do stuff like this.
1: So I personally, if we're talking about Bill Peters, I know players that were abused by him that wanted to come forward, but didn't and all this is going to do is discourage them tenfold. Like people like for every person that came out, there's probably like fit, like in any situation, I'm just like spitballing. There's many more that wanted to, but wanted to see what the reaction would be like. So like if you want the sport that you love and the community we love to be as good as it possibly can be, like just be mindful of those types of things.
0: Yeah. It's knowing when to react and how to react and how not to react. And it's also knowing when to and not to be silent. I think that's like a big thing here too, because when we talk about Bill Peters, we're going to talk about everybody that was silent and that's the issue. And then we're talking about Babcock and it's people that are speaking on Babcock. Right. For one, if someone else is bringing up Babcock's name, it's okay to call them out for it and be like, you know, we shouldn't be doing this. And then on the other hand, when is the right time to be silent and go, I'm not even going to put his name in there. I'm gonna specifically name everybody except for him. It's like subtle things that you can do. And obviously it's a balancing act and people get things wrong, but like, it's very easy to also get things right. And it just, it's like, what are we doing
1: here? I get you want to report the news if they're considering him, but then you can also do an editorial or just even say like, you have to know if you're considering him, whatever. But also, and also no one's perfect in any of this. Like Mm -hmm. we're all stumbling through the Twitter sphere hellhole 2020 in general, Shit like, and, God. and that is like, yeah, let's be cognizant let's be of, very real about that. that. <laughs> yeah. Like we're all Jesus. just doing the bare minimum to get by right now. That's fine. But like, just be open to the idea that maybe the way it's always been just, it can't be that way anymore because of there's new technology and there's new like, it's more important to kind of like watch what you say and know there's, cause there's so many more eyes on it than like mm-hmm. if you were just posting in the Miami Herald like Miami Herald or like yep. Boston Globe. Like now it's anybody on the internet.
0: Yeah, you have to, to,
2: literally you say, to watch literally anybody. How you yeah. say it. Yeah.
0: It's like two things right there and then when not to say it just. Was Not this just the,
1: the entire episode,
0: episode about the shit list? <laughs> we could, and you know what the sad thing is? We could probably go on with the shit list and think of the shit that happened in the last yeah. few weeks. Yep. Easily. And it's like, that's what's so sad about it all.
2: Well, this is, this is quite the shit list. Um, I'm sure we'll have continued thoughts. My mentions are still lit to blaze. It's joyous times. Um, I do People want to just wrap...
0: three followers to be mad. Yeah.
2: I just wanna, I do wanna wrap up this segment and say this was not about me, Um, but I did appreciate people who reached out and offered support, especially the two of you. You guys were awesome um, through this past weekend, and I love you both. And I just thank everyone who did say something nice on Twitter and just let me know that it was important to um, help make change, as many, many more people um, bigger than me, like Katie Strang did, and we appreciate all of you. Bigger than
1: you. First of stop. all, shut the fuck up. You yeah, are the biggest. Let's stop. The biggest. Stop.
2: <laughs> on to hockey. <laughs> Round one is <laughs> over, my friend. What's that?
1: <laughs> That's All it. right. Section you. break. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. As we made moves transition. We made <laughs> them And I wrote them down. And here's the, <laughs> thing. in the spirit of, of not talking for hours, <laughs> there's there's three series that we a got wrong and two that we didn't agree on so therefore the two of the three we got wrong and we didn't agree
0: wait can i guess well yeah go ahead okay, did we all get the canes Bruin series wrong that is incorrect nope. sarah got it correct
1: Sorry, like I know I said it at the oh, time. I'm sorry, okay. but I'm like
0: there's the Panthers are too good. Oh, Tampa Bay, Columbus. We all picked Tampa Bay. That and is you- not correct.
2: Sarah picked the Columbus Blue
1: Jackets.
0: God, fucking damn it. I tried. Now there's
2: one series where we all picked the loser.
1: Arizona. The Islanders? No.
2: Arizona. We all picked Arizona to lose. That would have been correct.
1: So we were all no, right. I picked the Avs.
0: Yeah. We were oh. all well, no, you're saying through the series, we were all wrong we were about all wrong about the outcome. Dallas. Correct.
2: We all yeah. picked Calgary. But listen, once Calgary, like, started getting more and more broken, it was over. So...
0: It was like, they literally trended in the opposite directions. Like, Calgary true. was, like, firing on all cylinders to start in Dallas. They were horseshit. And then you just saw it, like... <laughs> correct.
1: I just have hated Dallas. I'm, I wanted... This <laughs> is the one... No offense. I just, like, wanted them to lose because I didn't want to watch them. I'm like, you get it. But now... And now it's like the battle of the lifetime. Like, I love it. This is such a, the most entertaining series. What the fuck? I tweeted literally last night. Is Dallas fun? What the fuck? And the avalanche responded, no.
2: <laughs> so good. It was so good. It was so good.
0: I just want to see Dennis Gurionov play more. Cause like he had like four goals in one game. He had like, he was like 10th on ice time. And it's like, dude, play him. But at least like their stars are going. So their stars, the stars of the stars are going.
2: So for the record... Sarah has missed two picks so far. Well, we all have missed two picks so far through round one of the series. Okay, so that's one. That's that's round one. Okay, so now we're going to preview. Now round two has started. We know, we know, but we're going to make our picks anyway because we can. Round two, we have four matchups. We'll go through them quickly. Quick picks. Sarah's the best at this. She gives us her quick hot takes. Round. Oh,
0: I'm bad at this. I do things late and I do things (laughs) long.
2: You, that's true. I mean, I love you, but it is true. Okay, I like Sarah. Would you like to start in the east or the
1: west? With your pick? We stuff like Patrick. from Okay, um, the west.
2: Okay, Dallas, Colorado, your pick. Go.
1: Well, fuck. Like, what is going on?
2: <laughs> I know it's a mess. It's a hot mess. You have, okay, you uh-huh. have to, in a way, kind of pick Sort of knowing the injuries, right? Because they happened in game one. So you kind like going into the series, you can acknowledge the injuries and couch your pick, but going into the series, she's thinking.
1: I have to be honest, guys, um, Nathan McKinnon, I'm sorry if you listen to this podcast, but um, he keeps watching my Instagram stories. So I'm like, I, he, I have to pick Colorado. I feel like I'm a good luck charm. So let's turn this thing around. not go. So what's up?
0: I would have picked Colorado to start this every day of the week. And it's nothing against Francis, but I feel like losing Eric Johnson too. Yeah. I don't know the way that they collapsed in game two that I'm looking at, That I'm like, Dallas, Dallas is going, but I won't be, I won't be surprised at all if Colorado comes back. So I originally picked Colorado, but I'm leaning Dallas. So which is your pick? I originally picked Colorado, but now I'm leaning Dallas. But you're picking Colorado. No, no, no! Wow. I, I'm saying before the series, I, I would have totally picked Colorado, and I won't be surprised if they win. But I'm leaning Dallas right now, just the way that they fell apart in the injuries. You can't say pick and lean. Pick one team. <laughs> pick one. I, I am yeah. predicting Dallas okay. at this moment. I'm predicting Dallas because Colorado broken. It's it's a lot, and they deal they dealt with injuries all year, and now they have to like when it counts, and it's
2: not working. Okay, that was way more complicated than it needed to be.
0: I know. <laughs> i'm gonna pick
2: colorado because that's how i would have picked going in um and i really hope they can come back i think frank who's is, is he's good and it it would be a shame to see this be that this be the narrative that comes out of this i would hope hope that this can turn around vancouver vegas sarah your pick um
1: <laughs> my pick is the board uh, but i God, the Canucks are my dark horse, and I think they've been dark horsey enough, you know what I mean, to even, like, to make it this far, um, not, not a great look with Last Time out. let's be honest, and Vegas, I just, sometimes out West, it's, like, it's such a disparage of, like, <sighs> who do you pick? I, oh, <laughs> um, Little Squirt in seven, Canucks in seven wow Dana. did you see that they called Peterson, they tried to chirp him and be like I what's did. that little squirt yeah, like you finally okay. moved i like ryan
0: reeves trying to clock at um the chicken <laughs> like a chicken yeah amazing
2: um,
0: i'm gonna pick vegas and i think that like if you look at the last round, like vancouver was like the surprise and they had it going and like vegas didn't have to push against much but i think that no matter who it was going to be st louis or vancouver like vegas could play against them and could show it and like i don't want to count out vancouver because it have been really good And I don't think it's even a knock to them if they lose because like Vegas is just that good. Like every level of them, you're like, okay, so I have to go with them. Okay.
2: I will also go with Vegas. I feel that Vancouver is getting there, but Vegas is just the better team right now. Sarah Sivian Islanders flyers your pick.
1: I know. Like, I'm kind of scared in the society in which the um, Islanders are driving. But it's one of those things, I feel like once you get past the caps, I, I feel like Barry Trotz is on on a vibe. He caught a, a vibe. Um, he's going with it. Good for him. Flyers and six.
0: Whoa, that was a curveball. All right, I'm ready. Shayna. That's not go. what I thought. I'm well, going <laughs> Islanders, before game one, I thought the Islanders, um, I think matchup perspective, if they had Boston, I would have gone Boston, but against Philly, I, I, I like things about the Islanders and um, they still look good. Their issue is scoring and they're managing as long as they keep up to their defensive strengths. And I have so many thoughts on this thing. So if I do eventually get to write about it.
1: I have potential spam calling me from Pennsylvania. Let me answer it. Hold on. <laughs> Hello? Put on speaker. Hello? Hi, oh, hey, this
2: is here.
1: Yes. Oh yeah. Well, unfortunately, Bernie 2020, but I'm going to vote for Joe Biden. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> okay. It's voting season <laughs> anyway.
0: Yeah, I will go Islanders. I don't, I don't think that they <laughs> get to be shot next round, but against Flyers, I think they have the edge. I
2: have been team Philadelphia. I think they look good. I think they can get it
1: back together. Me flyers.
2: Too. Flyers last carter, art. Wait, can
1: we talk up wait sorry can we talk about um them benching carter art and then like the quote was like oh I saw, my god I looked in his eyes <laughs> can <laughs> I just say though, not were, a
0: soap opera I looked in eyes. not eye. a soap opera are they gaslighting carter art like, this happened with Vigno in New York he pulled Hank and Hank went over there and gave him literally a death glare I remember jiffing it and moving picturing it he walked off the, he skated off <laughs> the ice, just staring at him and Lindy rough down. And I was like, I would put Hank back in there, even though the team was leaving him out to dry. I wonder if he learned from that, but I was shocked that he let him stay because that doesn't seem like a very Vigneault move. And honestly, you allowed a goal. It didn't count, but you allowed the goal. And then you're like, it's okay. It didn't count.
1: Like you allowed a goal. I agree. Mentally, I guess. I don't have they were nice playing that game, they already ran that into the ground. Right. Anyway.
2: <laughs> Sarah, your final pick of this round two Boston, Tampa Bay. Your thoughts. We're in five. Excellent. Nice and concise. Shayna go.
0: Tampa in seven. Seven. Yeah, it's, it's hard with that Stamcoast, but I think that they'll push it to seven.
1: I. Y'all gotta. You need respect to respect the Bruins, Shayna. <laughs> no, I,
0: Why I, you I respect do. That? I do. I really do. But I think that, like, Tampa's issue, you could look at them and be like, they weren't good defensively, or, you know, they didn't have the forward depth. They were too skilled, like people were talking about. But, like, Goudreau and Blake Coleman and Gord, the fact that, like, they're clicking, I think that it'll be fine. As long as, like, you need Kucherov going now.
2: Boston, my pick. Let's go.
0: It's fair. All right. That's all I
2: got. Time, my friends, to wrap up with some joy. We have discussed a lot. We now will discuss two hockey related fuck Mary Kills. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Okay. Shayna, you're first. Are you ready? Here's your first category three things. One, Permanently adopting the expanded playoffs. Two, permanently adopting the double draft lottery. Three, permanently adopting round robin receding. Fuck Mary Kilgo.
0: Okay. I'm going to kill the double draft lottery. That was so fucking confusing. It was and I know like yes, the Rangers won it. Yes, it's gonna be fun for me. It was so confusing. The entire thing about it, like we when we tried to explain it, we literally could not explain it after fully understanding it because it was so goddamn confusing. Um, I think maybe that'll help people like not tank, but what are you gonna do? Like they get out in round one and now they're in it. Like that's not fair. It really Tanking,
1: me, like let's be honest, it's not a thing for players. They wanna win, they don't care about yep. your fucking draft. Okay. <laughs> they right. want to make the next contract money. All right, next. Yeah,
0: and if you, if you look back to, like, last year, Vegas lost in round one to San Jose, then they would have been in the draft lottery when Vegas was a team that was legitimately good enough to go to the Western Conference final, and they would have been in the draft lottery. Like, it's too much controversy, and while I think chaos is good, it, it doesn't feel right, so I will kill that. Okay. I will fuck the idea of expanding the playoffs. I don't think that it should be 24 teams, because I think that does take away from the regular season. But if maybe the eighth seed to get in and be the eighth seed, they put in like a three game series or something like that, like they do in baseball, the wild card series, that would be fun. And honestly, we give everyone else like three, four days of rest. That might be mm-hmm. nice too, just to like break it up. It's a hard season and it's so long at 82 games and no one wants to shorten it. So this could, you know, add a little bridge right there. Um, and then I will, oops, see Mary,
2: there. I will. There's
0: so many. Oh, oh, oh. I will marry that any day of the week because I think that's fun and I think that it helps with the seeding instead of looking at it being like, I want the favorable matchup and I rather be the seventh seed instead of the eighth seed because it means that I will be playing a team that might be shitty because the whole playoff formatting is already fucked as it is. And like maybe the second place team isn't as good as they could be and things like that, that like it's just a disparity because it is the like because it is the way it is. So Receding, it's like an element of fairness and does suck if you're the underdog in it and it might be harder. But then again, you're the underdog and you manage. It's that much of like a steeper hill that you climbed and I think it's even bigger of an accomplishment. So that's my pick.
2: Sarah, do you need me to no, repeat marrying- them for you? Oh, go.
1: I, wait. go. My one brain cell is in it to it today. I do think marrying that as well, the reseeding, because you have to beat like what like the end game is to beat the best team and you're going to have to go through that best team anyway and i've talked to robert nemore a lot about this and he's kind of the same like reseeding kind of makes every game more important makes like the stakes higher kind of like it makes better hockey for everybody involved even if slightly but i have really enjoyed that out of this um and then they're... Okay, what are the things? Expansion of the playoffs and what expansion
2: else? Expansion of the playoffs and adopting the double draft lottery.
1: Both of these things suck, but which would be fun? Um, <laughs> all right, I like hockey at noon. I like a good little morning sex session, afternoon delight. We're going to fuck the um, expansion of playoffs. I don't like this, though. Like, But it's something that I'm like, well... I actually do kind of like watching it. I like, like, maybe it's pretty, but like, I wouldn't want it to be like my partner. So okay. perfect clock. I'm gonna kill. <laughs> I'm gonna kill the double draft just because it was, doesn't make sense. Um, not even some team employees understood it. Like, very weird. I would not like to see this. Again. It's also not very fair.
2: That's true. So, That's true. Right,
1: it's not fair. Carrying on. I
2: literally have nothing to add. Those were my points as well. We we're all—is this the first time we're all in agreement? Maybe.
1: Uh, probably. It's we might first have to bring time that. I comments. might be in agreement with you two.
0: We
2: might. Have I feel to bring like we've asked
1: that. this before, though, so that no. means that oh. it has had to at least happen.
2: Because we've never had the double draft lottery before. This is the first time. No, I mean. Oh.
1: oh. You've asked if we agreed oh. before, meaning Got like it. that means we agreed that time that you asked.
2: It's very possible. We don't keep I don't trying. know.
1: Is anybody like a stan of our podcast that could tell us? Let us know.
2: Let us know. Pop into our mentions. Okay. Second, second up, please. Second and final, uh, fuck Mary Kill. Shane, I'm going to have you go first again because mm-hmm. you have paid attention to this perhaps a little bit more. You can say this in the context of just coaching. Or you can say it in the context of coaching and media relations. Are you ready?
0: Okay. Oh, oh, oh okay. Okay. I, know it's not <laughs> I wasn't sure what we were doing. Sorry. It just started pouring. And I looked back. I'm like, oh, oh. I was going to go out after this. And now I don't want to. Are you
2: okay. ready? Yes. Coach and or coach and media relations. Torts with the blue jackets. Torts with the Rangers. Torts with the lightning. Go.
0: <laughs> okay. I am going to – I'm going to kill with the Rangers, combining them. Okay. And I actually didn't dislike John Tortorella as a coach for, a rain, for the Rangers, and I think he honestly was what they needed at the time. To, they, he put in so many things that were, like, fundamentals that they needed for years to come, and I loved all the shit with the media. But at the end, I think that it got a little bit salty, if I remember correctly. He was, like, calling out players a little bit more in a way that I didn't love. Um And it just – it seemed like it got kind of messy at the end. So I will kill that. Okay. I will fuck Torts with the Lightning. He won with them. He was a very good coach for them. He worked with so many players who went on to have great careers. So I think that was really, really good for him, and it was a good starting point in his career for, like, NHL coaching. I will marry him with the Blue Jackets because he has kept up his shtick with the media, which literally – Every media person needs to understand this about John Tortorella. And if you don't at this point, I feel sorry for you because this has been it for his entire career as a coach. He is going to make your life a living hell if you're in the media and trying to ask questions for you because he is going to take the heat so it's not on his players. It is not hard to grasp. He is not trying to make your jobs more miserable than it has to be, but he's well, doing the
1: best for him. He's still a little baby. Like, yeah. he's still kind of a little baby to, like, do that.
0: Yeah. I mean, does it suck sometimes that he storms out of the press conference? Sure. Like after their elimination game, it was the last game of the season. I get it. But in so many ways, he takes the heat that you're not looking at the players. He's the story. And I think that's been so important at times. And he won't rip the players unless they truly need it. I remember people getting upset about what he said about uh, Wenberg this year and Duclair. And and it was like, you didn't watch what he did with Duclair the entire year that it got him to that point that he made a comment about him. It had nothing to do with anything prior. But everybody knows what happened prior because of prior coaches talking shit about Duclair from Tocket to Vigneault to Patrick So, like, it looked worse than it was, but he made the same comments about Wemberg, who literally passed the puck on an open net. So it's like, you have to respect it. The other thing about him was when he coached in Vancouver – I don't think it was the right fit for him. I don't think he should have accepted the job. I think he needed time to step back and reflect, which he didn't get. And he said it after the fact, and then he studied and learned and adapted and hates an analytic, as he would call it, an analytic. That's true. But now he tracks scoring chances and goals and learned more about the game to adapt his coaching Mm -hmm. style. So I think that puts it over the top that I would marry that. It's, It's the media tied with the fact that he's adapted and grown, but he's still, Tortorella, and he's still true to himself, but he's been a better coach because of it.
1: Sarah? Yeah, okay. I don't have any, like, fuck Mary Kills about his specific thing. I'll give the floor to Allison on that because I've always been curious about your thoughts about him. But I do notice that he pays a lot of attention to the local media, like the local Columbus media. And I feel like, I don't know if people understand, like, how much that can matter, right, because a lot of the times, like the especially in small markets like Columbus, so I feel like he was perfect for also maybe Columbus, just because like he I feel like he's suited for a specific market of people that need to get like their asses in check and also like a chip on their shoulder, like that kind of thing. So I feel like he is great in certain situations, especially that. and knowing that I know he's called you out by name, he's called out like few like he talks to you guys and I know he goes the extra mile and sometimes people don't see that behind the scenes, but he has no patience for like the national leader, which sometimes I'll be honest and validates me in a small market that I never thought. Like I, when they swoop in, like, I know one time it was like during the playoffs and I'm five foot one and a half on a good day. And I can't see shit in the like cameras and the the media, like that people like don't even know are like crowding around Justin Williams. And I Justin Williams at the end was like, Sarah, do you have any questions? And like, that is kind of a torts vibe for me where I'm like, "I if you know him, probably and he he has mutual respect for you, but not to like anything that's just gonna be a quote in a story. And I think that's totally fair. And I think he does give good stories to the media, but like at the same time, we gotta so, like, I don't know. Like, I don't actually know him enough, but I feel like because he addressed you by name, he addresses, like, a few other people in, like, Toronto – not Toronto – Columbus media. I'm, I'm, like, fruity and slipping with Toronto media here, but I'm, like, these people show up and make my life hell. And then Justin's, like, Sarah, do you have any questions? And I'm, like, I fucking love that. So I want to know if it's the same situation with you.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think – I mean, the bubble situation's bizarre for everybody. Yeah. But, but um, I think I, I'm – While the cup is great for lightning, obviously, I'm going to fuck that because how fun is that, right? But that's not really sustainable, like whatever. And um, I'm going to kill as a ranger because I think that's where Torts did the most damage to himself. Those are all the YouTube clips, right? That's – and it's real. I'm not going to say it didn't happen. It was
0: him against Larry Brooks very frequently. That's right. And so Well, that guy
1: blocked me. Torts didn't block me, so – Torts doesn't even go. On <laughs> I literally
2: last year, you guys we were talking about Twitter, and he's like, "I'm not even on Twitter." And I literally pulled it up. I'm like, "Torts, you are on Twitter."
0: Doesn't he have one with like the dog foundation? Well, his. So
2: he said his wife probably created it when they started the foundation. <laughs> Cause It was when he was between jobs. But yes, I was ah. like, "You are actually on Twitter." Um, <laughs> and I will, I will marry selfishly, Torts, with the blue jackets because I'd rather cover someone interesting than someone boring every freaking day of the week. Um, And I think he's fascinating. And I think this has been the biggest challenge of his career for the reasons Shayna said. And I think what he's done with this, this team in particular this year is is quite impressive. And so to watch that um, has been pretty, pretty cool. So those are my answers.
0: Can I add something? Of course. It's, It's funny you say it too, like you would choose that when everyone in New York media was like, thank God he's gone. And then they got Vigneault and loved him because he would be more friendly and talk and have a conversation. Even if it was all coach speak and 99% yeah. of the time it was bullshit that he was giving, like, cause he did, that that's his MO is much more coach speaky, right. but like, it's interesting to see that. And I like that. I get to watch a lot of Columbus's post games. So I get to hear you answer questions. And with this, yeah. the respect he has, you can tell when he's asked a thoughtful question. Yeah. I, I like, um, and I already told you this, Allison, I was watching one of the post games with my mom for the national game. And when she heard it, I think Portsline went first and she was like, oh my God, from the athletic, do we like him? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we like him. He's good. And then she's like, does this mean Allison's going to ask a question? I was like, yeah, she's going to. And the way Torts like literally sat up in his chair when you asked the question, yeah. stopped and thought about the answer yeah. too. Like it shows the respect he has for, for the local media and things like that. And I think right. that is important. That's a, a growth Factor on his part too to make sure, but you can tell when he's asked a good question and not some bullshit answer that no coach wants to answer, or anything like that. Or can you tell us about this? Like right. you're, he yeah. can, he can, you know, if he's asked it, he'll answer it.
2: John Tortorella sponsor Too Many Men podcast.
1: Yep, there hey, we go. And also, and there are some times in the media where it's 82 games, and you're like, well, I do have 100%. to uh, tell me about. Like we all have a yeah. bad day, but at the same time, like I do. I do like the mutual respect of, and like they it's in small markets. It's really different because it's like they have an understand or they should have an understanding know Rod Brendamore does like, and this guy is like could not respect. I could not respect him more for like what he does for hockey North Carolina, but he understands that even like if I'm saying something negative, it's still in a way like giving that like. Attention relevancy to, the yep, to exactly. the, Yeah. Like he talks about relevancy a lot and it's like that. It matters in small markets and I like maybe torts thrives there because like Yeah, he y'all get each other like you get him like, you know, if he's gonna blow up, it's not like what everyone else is just seeing the viral clip. It's like you're right. seeing like you understand
2: for sure. For sure. John Tordor sponsored sponsor too many men podcast yeah. like sponsor. he listens to podcasts. My God, ladies, this has been an episode
1: five hours later.
2: Is there anything we haven't said that we need to say? Shane is shaking your head. It works perfectly for an mm-hmm. audio medium. Good job.
0: I I will get good at that eventually, All right, I'm Talking with the hands and making gestures that no one can understand because they don't see me, whatever. It's whatever. We
2: love you. We love you. Yeah. All right. Um, we thank you all, wonderful listeners. Um, we've enjoyed the shout outs through the games. Anytime there's a too many man penalty. Um, keep it up. We have enjoyed the submissions for the shit list. Believe you, you see that we were paying very good attention um, this week in particular. Um, keep those coming. Keep fuck, Mary kill submissions coming. We're taking them all from listeners every episode. It's so great to get those from you guys. Um, follow us on Twitter at two underscore much underscore man. Check out our website, the too many men pod. Um, our links to our merch are both on our Twitter feed and on our website. Um, you can find all of our information there. Buy merch. We have fanny packs. All three of us have fanny packs. Yes. Buy fanny packs.
1: We love. Oh my them. God! i wa- I just realized I'm wearing a perfect up for a fanny pack. See? It's. A, you know, like Van Morrison. It's a wonderful night for a moon dance. It's a wonderful night for a fanny pack. A
0: claw holder. A claw holder. A too many men sponsored claw holder. <laughs> That's what
1: we're it's doing amazing. tonight. Vacation, baby. All right. What a. This is probably <laughs> our best episode ever. <laughs> we. So been- what should we mad about?
2: so much so much to be mad about we love you guys thank you so much for listening um and this is officially the end of episode 21 we will see you
1: next time bye love you